final awards predictions. Um, kind of like the the first topic that we went over, guys. We'll just uh, we'll just name them. You know, if you have a quick explanation why, um, if not, just say it and we'll move on. Um, again, we didn't get a a, a crazy David saying in the first time, but if we get another one this time, we'll uh we'll take a break and talk about it. All right. Um, but we'll go ahead and we'll go David, Dom, and then myself. So David, starting with you, man, who is your MVP of this season? You know what? I'll give it to Lamar Jackson on this one. I know that he's won one previously, but he's shown a lot of improvement, especially this year between being able to run the ball as well as throw the ball. So for me, it's Lamar Jackson. I'm going to agree with David on that one. Um, I think Lamar is, I think, clear in a way the the MVP with how he's played um, not only the last couple of weeks, but this whole season. Um, he's he's really impressed me with, with how he's developed as a passer, and he's still just as electric um, running the ball. I think he's the clear MVP in my opinion. I, just, I don't know if it's that clear, guys. I have Dak. He has like 400 more total yards on the season. Um, I think 11 more total touchdowns, two less total turnovers. Um, I think his completion percentage is better. His QBR and um, total QB rating are better than Lamar's by a, a good amount. So I just think as much as, yes, like he's had a good season, I do think a lot of it, a lot of people are looking at it as like the success that the Ravens have had. But I think Dak's been, has had a better season than what Lamar has. I know the Cowboys aren't necessarily the same record, but this, we've, we talked about it earlier. This is probably the best season that he's, he's had in his career. And I think it shows, you know, 38 total touchdowns, almost 4,800 total yards. Like, but on the flip side of that, my issue with Dak would be majority of their wins came against teams that had losing records. So it's kind of like the Miami thing where they were pretty much beating up on bad teams. Um, I mean, I get that, but I don't know. I mean, the, it's not like the Ravens were out here beating the cream of the crop. I know they beat the the 49ers, and, and that was a really good game, but and Lamar played really well in that game. But, I mean, other than that, it's not like they were out here beating the best of the best every single week. You know what I mean? I, I think that's just – that's just the luck of the draw with that one. And like, I mean, what the Cowboys, they beat the Eagles. I know that they didn't have a very good back end of the season, but they still beat them. I think that they, obviously they got beat by the 49ers pretty bad, but I don't know. I don't know. I just don't, I don't think it's as clear as people want it to be. I think they want to make Lamar the MVP because they don't want to give it to Dak maybe for the reason that you said, David, but I just think statistically Dak has had the best season amongst quarterbacks. And unfortunately, the MVP award is really a quarterback award. Um, and Tyreek Hill wasn't able to do everything that he sought out to do this year, or what he was projected to do. And I really I really wanted him to do it because I really wanted him to be the MVP because um, I wanted a non-quarterback to do it. And he seemed like he was on pace to be the savior of that, but um, I just don't think he was able really to do enough. So I don't know, but I can see Lamar winning it. 
I just don't know if it's as like I said as clear as you guys think it is. Um, David, offensive player of the year, who do you got? I gotta give it to Tyree Kill, mainly because this guy for a large part of the season was on track for two thousand yards, which, ha- as far as I'm aware, has never happened. And if it has happened, it's not too often. So there's that. I want to go with uh, with Christian McCaffrey. I think he he is what makes the 49ers tick. You know, if you take him out of this offense, you know, it's, it's going to be unrecognizable um, with what he's able to do, not only on the ground, but, you know, with his ability to catch the ball, too. I mean, he's he's really is the, the complete package. And, you know, he's, you know, maybe the the best utility knife that the NFL has right now. And, you know, he, I, I think you take everything into consideration. I think his impact is a lot greater with, with Christian McCaffrey than, than really anyone else in football. Yeah, I have the same one as Dom here. I have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, 2,000 all-purpose yards, 21 total touchdowns. Like, you know, he has more yards and touchdowns than some quarterbacks do who started almost the whole season, if not the whole season. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think uh, I think he definitely deserves to be Offensive Player of the Year. Like, I think Tyreek Hill's close, and I, I could see Tyreek Hill winning it. Um, but I think he would have needed to be closer to breaking that record. Um, to put himself in that conversation. And I really do think he tailed off towards the end of the season. So, I don't know. Uh, David, Defensive Player of the Year. For me, it was easy, easily either Miles Garrett or TJ Watt. But if I had to choose one, I was going to go with Miles Garrett. I agree. I'm also going with Miles Garrett. I think we're all going to be homers on this one, but I'm going with TJ Watt. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know what Miles Garrett didn't have a sack the last six games of the season. So he's also playing with one shoulder. I mean, yeah, well, that's I'm just saying. I don't know. TJ Watt, number one in sacks, number two in pass deflections, number one in uh, interceptions by people who are primarily pass rushers. Um, you know, top five in forced fumbles, number two in the league in fumble recoveries. You know, he was uh, what number two in uh, total QB pressures this year. So I just think that I just don't know how you don't give him the award. Um, the only thing that I think has going for him, I think I I, I couldn't find an exact stat, um, but it did say everywhere that, you know, you look at guys like what Michael Parsons, uh, Michael Parsons and Miles Garrett did have um, not much more, but more instances in which they were double teamed than TJ Watt. So if that's the stat that people want to look at for those two guys over him, um, I I guess that that is what it is. But again, I mean, in almost every statistical category that matters for a pass rusher, TJ Watt is top five, if not number two or number one, um, on top of the ability that he dropped back into pass coverage and as, as a pass rusher. And you know what I mean? And, and was able to deflect eight passes and have an interception. I just don't know. I just don't know how you don't give it to him over everybody else. It's a very weird thing. This like weird disrespect that he gets for what he's able to do. I think he's the only guy to lead the league in sacks three seasons. Was it three seasons in a row? I think. Um, 
So I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. It's a very weird I mean, thing. We're not disrespecting him. Like all season, every time we have this debate, like we all agree that him and Miles are the two best pass rushers in the league. Just because we're, we think that Miles should win it this year doesn't mean that, you know, we, we think that TJ Watt is garbage and shouldn't even be in the conversation. No, I wasn't and talking I about think, you guys. I'm I'm just talking about just in general, like the I guess the people like I said, the people that get paid earlier to, you know, do all this stuff. Like he's not even in some people's top five of best de- defensive pass rushers in the league. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't I don't get it. I just don't know if it's because the Steelers aren't very good. Um, if that's if that's the reason. But I I don't know. It is a very weird thing. I mean you got to think like this is probably the worst season that he's had over the past three or four years, and he's still as good as he was. So I just don't, I don't know. It's a very interesting thing. But like I said, we'll we'll all be kind of homers on this one, and maybe uh, Michael Parsons will take home the award, <laughs> which I think a lot of people are touting him to do anyway. So who knows? Um, David, Offensive Rookie of the Year, who do you got? Honestly, I think this goes across the board for all of us. Probably C.J. Stroud, considering the season that he had. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's undoubtedly C.J. Stroud. Yeah, it's it's tough not to go with him. I think you you could give it to Puka Nakua. I think it's a it wouldn't be like out of the realm of possibilities, and I wouldn't be like upset about it. But the Texans team won the division is in the playoffs. <laughs> and I don't think you'd do that without CJ Stroud. I think if CJ Stroud's not on this team, they're picking in the top five again. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's easy to say. So I don't know. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, David. Uh, for me, I got Will Anderson just had more, just had more tackles than uh, pretty much any of the other uh defensive rookie as well as I think Sachs if I remember correctly. I ended up going with Will Anderson, but I was debating between him and Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, I have Will Anderson too. And I, I do like the Joey Porter Jr. thing. I just think if he would have started all season, I think that, that might have that might have helped his case more. Um I dude I forget what the freaking stat was, but like I said earlier, he was like he's pretty much shut down every single number one wide receiver that he's gone against ever since he started. So I think maybe if he had a couple more interceptions, um, maybe that would have helped his case. But I do think Will Anderson Jr. has pretty much, he has it on lock almost. Um, but yeah. Uh, Coach of the year, David. For me, I will say this. Not to go out of order, but I'll go out of order this once. I have the Texans sweeping these past three awards in a row. Um, I have D'Amico Ryans. Um, but what do you got, Dave? I have Dan Campbell, to be what honest with you. I think that he was able to take... I mean, you can make the same argument pretty much for the Houston Texans head coach as well. Um, but... I think that he was able to take a team that was pretty much the a second form of the Chicago Bears and make them a really good team. Are, are we forgetting that Kevin Stefanski is the coach 
for the Cleveland Browns right now? Are we forgetting that he's kind of helped steady the ship and had five different starting quarterbacks and we got an 11-5 record and made the playoffs with five different starting quarterbacks and 70% of our salary cap just on season-ending IR? I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of respect for what Dan Campbell and D'Amico Ryans have done. If this was any other year and, you know, the the Browns didn't have all these injuries or weren't in the playoffs, I would agree it would either be D'Amico Ryans or Dan Campbell. Probably D'Amico Ryans because it's his first year as a head coach and he had a rookie quarterback and they made the playoffs. Um, But I, I think with everything that has been thrown Kevin Stefanski's way, I think he's kind of, in my opinion, um, been coach of the year. And he, this is the thing. It, it came down between D'Amico Rollins and, and Kevin Stefanski for me. The only thing that I will say is this. I agree that Kevin Stefanski has had to adjust and adjust and adjust and adjust, right? Like, But he has the best defense in the league. He's had it all season. That has been a constant. I think the injuries on that side of the ball really didn't start happening until probably that last like five weeks of the season. And really it's just at that safety position. The rest of that defensive line is not, or the rest of that, sorry, not defensive line. The rest of that defense has pretty much been able to stay intact. It's really the offensive side of the ball that has struggled, right? That offensive line, you know, you lost Nick Chubb early, but for the most part, that wide receiving core stayed together and Najoku stayed healthy. It's just really that quarterback position. Um, the th- reason that I went with D'Amico Ryans is other than C.J. Stroud, like that Texans team is pretty much operating off of the talent of what the Browns are now. You know what I mean? Like, and their defense isn't even as good as the Browns are. So I think when if you were to compare what the rosters are now on both teams, they're very similar. Um, other than maybe the quarterback position, I think you might you might say, hey, like C.J. Stroud's more talented than Joe Flacco at this point, but Joe Flacco has way more experience. So maybe you would like that more. Um, and D'Amico Ryans has had to deal with that level of talent all season. Whereas, you know, Kevin Stefanski's really only had to kind of tinker with that for the past, like five or six weeks. Um, I mean, he, we, we started Dorian Thompson Robinson and PJ Walker for a majority of the season. We were just talking about the quarterback position. I'm talking about the rest of that roster was really solid. That's why they were able to win so many games. And again, he has the number one defense in the league that has pretty much stayed healthy all season, right? Like little ticky tacky things here, but for the most part, like other than like I said, that safety position, that defense is that has something to, to punish him for? Like, no, I, I don't. No, it's not. It's not a punishment. Like I said, I think he's up in the conversation. But I think when you really break it down between these two guys, like. D'Amico Ryans has had far less talent than what the Browns had on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball. Like their best wide receiver is Nico Collins. Nico Collins is a third string wide receiver for the Browns. You know what I mean? Maybe second string. Nico Collins would be, he would be a number two. Number two? Like, I could see that, right? But again, like, oh, because because he's not going to be going over Amari Cooper. No, but that's but, that's, that's and, what I'm saying. At least more than half the league, Nico Collins would be the number one. I wouldn't say more than half, but I would say on 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 a good amount. Of, I I would say on a good amount of rosters, he's at least number two. Um, on maybe like five rosters, he's number one. But like I said, talent wise, 
they've had definitely worse. They're they're worse in almost every single position than what the Browns are, except for when you talk about Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins might be a bright spot for them. But other than that, they're they're definitely worse in that category of talent. And D'Amico Ryan's has them ten wins. They won the division. They're in the playoffs. First year head coach. First year quarterback. Like I just think all of those things going into it just give him that little bit of an edge over Kevin Stefanski. And I understand what Kevin Stefanski is going to be able to do. And if he wins it, I wouldn't be surprised. But that's just why I put him there. I didn't forget about Kevin Stefanski. I just I just feel like D'Amico Ryans has lived in Kevin Stefanski's world of that not having all the talent that you would want for the whole season, not just the last five or six weeks of the season. You know what I mean? I don't know. Let us know what you guys think at home. I know it's a controversial thing. I think in Ohio here, a lot of guys are going to go with Kevin Stefanski, and it makes sense. Um, but I don't know. Um, comeback player of the year. Uh, Dom, did you did you have Joe Flacco? I had Joe Flacco, yeah. I had Joe Flacco, yeah. I, I feel like that's got to be that's got to I mean, be it. The, that's not to take anything away from what DeMar Hamlet went through. Um, obviously, uh, it, it's a uh, Almost tragic situation, yeah. and um, I'm obviously glad that he he was able to make the astounding recovery that he has. But I, I this these NFL awards are are meant to be merit based, based on your play on the field, and you know I again I give Demar Hamlin a ton of credit for you know the 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 work that he was able to put in to, to get back to where he is. But if you if you look at just play on the field, Joe Flacco went from a guy that the Jets didn't even call back to to be on the roster over over Zach Wilson. And he comes in way more than halfway through the season and plays at really an elite level and saves this Brown season because you look at what the Browns were before Flacco starting Dorian Thompson Robinson and PJ Walker um, and then losing um, Deshaun Watson for the whole season. Like this was a team that, you know, looking at how DTR and PJ Walker played, like we were asking too much of this defense and it was getting to the point where, the offense was so bad that the defense couldn't make up for it. You know, you look at how they played in Denver. Um, you look at, you know, how they played in, in earlier games of the season. You know, it, if we were just to stick with P.J. Walker for the whole year, this team is not making the playoffs. This team is probably winning six or seven games. And Flacco really came in here and saved the season and got us to the point where, you know, I think this team is a legit contender. Yeah. I I mean, the only other guy that I can think of, like, if we're trying to, like, think of maybe somebody, because you did say merit-based, like, if we're trying to think of somebody who played the majority of the season, you know, maybe, like, a Baker. Like, I think he had a pretty solid season. Like, I think when you talk about kind of revitalizing their career, um, he definitely did that in Tampa. Um, But, yeah, I I just feel like it's got to be Joe Flacco for what he did. All right, all right, all right. Uh, David, biggest surprise of the year? I would say either the Houston Texans making the playoffs or even the Cleveland Browns making the playoffs with four different quarterbacks. 
yeah, Browns with five different starting quarterbacks this year is definitely a uh, definitely a surprise. I wouldn't think that. I anybody... mean, I guess we can count Jeff Driscoll, but that game was kind of meaningless. I, but, and but is that a surprise though? <laughs> the Browns having five different quarterbacks in a year that seems kind of standard. Maybe I mean, not, maybe not five, but like three. You know what I mean? So if th- if this was the two thousand to twenty seventeen Browns. No, that wouldn't be a surprise. But, you know, this organization keeps catching strays like that. Like, this is the same team that we grew up watching. Like, this is a completely different organization. Well, to to be fair, right, like, I think you have to live in that vein, like, show me something different. You know what I mean? Like, we've made the playoffs twice in four years. That's okay. that's more than we that's, did in the first that's like fine, right? but thirty won, years of our existence. One, one playoff game, I'll give you that. That's that's fine. I, I got you. That's cool. But again, like you know, you can't you can't sit there and be like, oh, this isn't the same team, but when you've had, you know, three to four years of of semi success, but we also had to watch twenty years of the absolute worst play that we've seen in the NFL. You know what I mean? So like I get it, but it's not catching strays. It's just it just is what it is. Like that's that's how it works. You know what I mean? Show me 20 years of success and then yes, I would say, hey, like you shouldn't catch those strays anymore. That makes sense. But it has to be 20 years of oh, okay. We I'm... can agree to disagree on that. My biggest my biggest surprise this year is the Houston Texans. Are we forgetting about the flipping ramps? The biggest surprise is the ramps. That they're in the playoffs, that they're in the position that they're in. Like again, I go back to the point. We literally said that they they had like college guys playing for them, that they were going to be the worst team in the NFL, and that they should like sit Matthew Stafford to not hurt him this year and then go into next year and hopefully be better. And this is a team now that's in the playoffs, has one of the best young wide receivers in the league. Um just just dominating I, I i don't know yeah for me that's that's my biggest surprise is the fact that we're talking about the rams after the last week of the season <laughs> playing in the playoffs um all right biggest letdown of the year i would say the jaguars blowing the afc south division when they had control of it majority of the season or at least a good chunk of it all right. Yeah, I was debating between them or the Chargers. I ended up going with the Chargers, uh, just because the the expectations were so high for them going into the season, and then they won five games. I never expect the Chargers to be good. I always expect them to have the best roster on paper. You you could you could literally give them every single player that every the best player at every position, and I think that they would still only win five games. There's just a curse on that franchise. I don't know. Um, my biggest letdown of this year is the Eagles. I think with that roster, they should at least have 14 wins. I think that there's no real reason for them to be in the situation that they're in. There's no real reason for them to lose, um, what was it, five or six out of their, I think it was like six out of their last seven games they lost, I believe. Um, there's no real reason for it. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it just seems like a complete organizational collapse. Um, with as much talent as they have, they should be a lot better. And 
I know that they had some injuries the last couple weeks of the season, but that was not the case the whole season. So I don't know what they need to do to fix it, but it does feel like they were supposed to be better. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of my biggest uh, letdown of the season was the Eagles. All right, David, who is making it in the AFC championship game for you? I eventually decided on Cleveland-Buffalo, even though I was debating on throwing in Baltimore somewhere. I just didn't know where Baltimore would play Cleveland. So that was my big issue. If if they don't meet in the second or third round, I think it's Cleveland-Baltimore in the AFC Championship. But if they meet sooner than... um then AFC Championship, I think it's going to be Cleveland-Buffalo. I also went Cleveland-Buffalo. I do have Buffalo in there, but I have the Ravens against them. I mean, listen, the the Browns are a cool story, but I just don't know if they get past the Ravens. I just don't I don't see that happening. And I think Buffalo is, for whatever reason, they're on a, they're on a path, and I just don't know if there's a team that is in front I mean, of them. I only went with the Browns because we saw them beat Baltimore in Baltimore. No, I mean, that's fair. I do think, like I said, I think the Ravens are beatable. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that they're not. I just, I just don't know. I, I, I just feel like eventually something has to give with them. Like it would be a really cool, it would, it would be the most Browns thing ever for Joe Flacco to win a Super Bowl with the Browns. I think that would be, that'd be the craziest storyline. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think eventually it's something's going to have to give. There's no way that that they can continue to be the team that they are with all the deficiencies that they have, um, especially when it comes to the playoffs. I I just don't know. So it's a very unknown thing. That's kind of I went to the Bills and Ravens. I think those are a little bit more, not for sure, but makes a little bit more sense. Um, NFC Championship, David. For me, I said San Fran, Detroit. Did you just take my answers, David? No, I did not. Because <laughs> I said the exact the same thing. thing I I have is the next thing, and you can debate me all day on it. So, yeah, I said the exact same thing as David. I have uh the Forty ers and Rams. I think. Uh, no, you're really all on this Rams train. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on like on the Rams train. I I don't know. It just it feels it just feels weird. To me, that I don't know that they're here, and um, I think a lot of people slept on them, and and I think Matthew Stafford is. When you look at the quarterbacks within the NFC that are playing in the playoffs right now, I think Matthew Stafford is arguably the the best quarterback, and I think that 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 matters. You know what I mean? I think uh, I think even though their team is definitely not as talented as some of the teams that are there, I think that his experience and his abilities, I, I think that puts them over the edge of some of these teams. And I think that that gives them a good opportunity to make a run um, if they want to Now it's far fetched. I think it's, it's like the same as like kind of thinking about like the Browns or the Texans, maybe making a run at this. Um, I think that you kind of look at those teams and you're like, they could, but, um, but maybe the, maybe the talent isn't really there. Um, especially, you know, either due to injuries or, or just they're just deficient with talent. Um, so it'll be very interesting. 
I don't know. Um, all right. Super Bowl matchup and then maybe Super Bowl projection. Projection. Prediction of winners. David? While I think that the realistic outcome of the teams that I selected would be San Fran Buffalo out of the four teams that I selected for the Super Bowl. Um, I kind of want to see the Cleveland versus Detroit Lions. They would destroy. I don't think the Vegas. NFL can handle that. <laughs> I don't think the NFL can. Handle. The historically two of the most dysfunctional franchises in in the history of the NFL. Did you making it both to their first Super Bowl against each other? <laughs> I mean, you... it would be it would be an amazing story. I would love to see it, but I don't know if the NFL can handle that. I don't think much... the story writers wrote this one out. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you there was a video that was circulating around that was somebody asked AI to predict what a Browns Lions Super Bowl would look like and it was literally just millions of people fighting to the death in Las Vegas. <laughs> like <laughs> just, just destroying the city. <laughs> and I, I was mean, like that's for me I think accurate. that if this was to happen the Cleveland Detroit. I think Detroit would be able to kind of dog it out with San Fran and come up with something to beat San Fran in the NFC championship. And I just kind of want to see the, the Cinderella story for Cleveland to go through with Buffalo. And as a homer, I kind of want to see the Browns win it all. I went with the Browns and 49ers and while I, I think this game would be close, I think the 49ers would squeak that one out, even though the Browns did beat the 49ers with P.J. Walker at quarterback and not Joe Flacco. You know, the, these are two of the, well, the 49ers are probably one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Well, the Ravens are the hottest team in the league right now, but I think the, these are two very solid teams. I think this game would be really exciting to watch. Um, I think it'd be close, but I think the 49ers would come away with that one. As much as I, I want to see the Browns win, obviously. Yeah, I have the 49ers Ravens. I just think I think they're two of the best teams in the NFL right now. Um, you know, we've said it pretty much the Ravens are Ravens and 49ers, they're complete, I think, at all phases of football. Um, yes, they are beatable. Yes, I think if one of these teams catches them, they can beat them um in the playoffs, maybe other than the the Steelers or the the Bucks, <laughs> or maybe even the Packers, but I do think that pretty much any other team can catch them and and win. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I think the 49ers get their revenge in this one and they win it. And unfortunately, um, and I because I think the last time these two teams met, the Ravens won. So I think the 49ers get their revenge. They finally win the elusive Super Bowl they've been looking for. Um, obviously they lost the one a couple years back, but I, I do think it'll be 49ers Ravens and, and 49ers win this one, um, in a close fashion. So that's what I got. Um, uh, but the Brown storyline would be fun. Browns Detroit, like Dom said, I don't think they can handle it. I think that, uh, Las Vegas would, would implode. So I don't know. All right. We finally made it quarter four. Projection time, guys. We'll quickly go over these games. Dom, Bill Steelers, who do you got? Bills. David? Bills. Easy. Dom. 
Same thing. I got the Bills too. Um, I do feel like it'll be a little bit closer of a game, but I think uh, I think the Bills will squeak that one out. I just think again, you got to go with the better quarterback play in the postseason. Um, and as good as Mason Rudolph has been, he is not a he's not Josh Allen. <laughs> so, all right, David, Chiefs, Dolphins. I'm gonna go Chiefs. It's gonna. I think it's a toss up. It could go either way, but if I had to choose, Chiefs. All right, Dom. Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have no faith in the Dolphins beating any team of consequence, so uh, I think the Chiefs win this one. Texans, Browns. 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 I'm gonna go with Texans. I think. Uh, I think this team is. Has nothing to do with my hate. I I don't like I like I said the Brown storyline is cool, but I uh I think it comes down to quarterback play, and I think C.J. Stroud is a better quarterback than than Joe Flacco. Um, the one thing I will say is that Brown's defense is really going to have to step up and win them this game. I don't think I don't think that as as good as Joe Flacco has been, I do think a lot of people overhype what he's actually done. I think when you really look at the numbers, it's not like he's really put up these crazy numbers. Like he's played well. He's got them, you know, some wins, but like he turns the ball over a lot. Um, And when it comes to the playoffs, those turnovers really matter. So, and when you talk about this uh, Texans defense, I think their two starting cornerbacks are both in the top 10 for interceptions this year. So I think that when you talk about a guy who turns the ball over that much, that might matter in a game like this. That'll be very close. Um, Dom, Cowboys, Packers. Cowboys. Cowboys, as much as it eats me alive to say Dallas on anything. Yeah, th- this is a tough one because I do feel like this is a game that the Cowboys might lose. Um, But I think they squeak this one out. I, I do think they win this one. Dom, Lions, Rams. Lions. Another Lions, considering the fact that I have them going to the Super Bowl. I think this is where the Rams win. I think that they knock out the Lions. Um, I just... I think the Lions have a better overall team, but unfortunately, I think uh, I think Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff, and, and I do. I, I, think that, I think that matters, but I am very interested in watching this you know, Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown, Stafford, Pukunokua matchup. Um, I think that that's going to be a really fun matchup between those two guys. All right, last up, the most riveting game of this playoff series in the first round here. David, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Eagles. As much as I want Baker to prove kind of Cleveland wrong and letting him go in the way that they did. I think that the Eagles will surpass them. All right, Tom. I'm going to go with the Bucks in this one. They're healthier. They're playing better. I agree. All all signs point towards um, Tampa Bay. I have zero faith in the Eagles. They have shown me that they have no fight, no dog left. The injuries are piling up, and uh, I think the Bucks are poised for an upset here. Um, I I really wanted to go upset Central in this first round, like I wanted to go Packers over Cowboys, I wanted to go Bucks over Eagles, 
Um, you know, I picked Rams over Lions. I just think that this year's NFL, there's really, other than when you look at the 49ers and the Ravens, I don't really think there's a, like, team that you're like, they're so dominant they can't be beat. Um, I think when you guys talk about a Browns team that could make the Super Bowl, I I don't think that you guys are completely crazy. You know what I mean? In that thinking, I think that even a Browns team led by Joe Flacco, who has pretty much down to their at least second, if not third string at almost all their positions on that offensive line at running back at safety. Um, I think that this is a team that, that could still win against almost anybody and make it to the Super Bowl. And I think that this is a crazy year. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We uh we hope that you like it. Please let us know if you like it or don't. And if you don't, let us know. Be honest. That's okay. We'll fix it. We'll change it. Um, you know, that is what it is. But uh again, this was a two-minute drill presented by Deep Dive Sports. I am Nick, and I am joined by Dom and David. As always, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast, D-D-S. Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, Two Minute Drill listeners, until next time.